You're listening to the American Alpine Club podcast. Aubrey Runyon just climbed her 10,000th pitch in El Dorado Canyon, the bulk of which she did in the last six years. She's had over 60 unique partners on the climb rewritten alone. She knows all the gear beta to every climb. It's honestly no wonder she's frequently referred to as the mayor of Aldo. In this episode, we sit down with Aubrey, who besides being a badass, is a volunteer for the club, to discuss completing her unusual goal, recovering from the trauma of witnessing a deadly climbing accident in her favorite place in the world, building queer community, and what actually happens when you take a whip on a can of pinto beans. I would just like to warn listeners that there is brief discussion of suicide and suicidal ideation in this episode. Aubrey also discusses at length the trauma of an accident in Eldo in 2021 on Wind Ridge, which she was an eyewitness to and which she was a first responder. You can find more about the accident on page 50 of the 2022 edition of Accidents in North American Climbing or by searching Wind Ridge at publications.americanalpineclub.org. people want right <laughs> yes for at least two hours on uh on audio yes i mean especially you but i think we are good just once you get us rolled you know enough caffeine which we have two two of your buds right of caffeine. Of me personally you have one cup of coffee yeah that, that's, that's fourth cup of the coffee today oh, that, that is good it's better than like first cup of the coffee of the day but I also had chai right before I came over. Oh. So I had like a big cup of chai. You're unstoppable. This is my first year of that. And this will be my second year of that. I did open it in advance. Mm-hmm. Out of respect. Did <laughs> 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 not crack open one on the, on the audio. That's so funny. It's because I care. Okay, let's, I I just, I can't get the bean story out of my head. So can you tell us the bean can story? Oh, God. Yeah. Well, okay, so first of all, audience, hello. This is Aubrey mm. Runyon. <laughs> Hi there, I'm Aubrey. Um, um, and we're going to ha- go on some crazy twists and turns today. But let's start with the bean can story. Okay, the beans was, that was a good one. God, that was like 10 years ago on Mount Lemon in Arizona. And there was like this funky crack. And I was like... It was like a um, a will it hold situation. Like, what what bad gear can we place and see if it'll hold a fall? Yeah. And I was like, well, I had this can of beans. Like black beans. Yeah, beans. straight up. Just like, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were like pinto beans in a can, <laughs> not like refried. There was like you know a lot of water inside mm. and beans. And then um, I, I, I I like unwedged it in a crack and slung it, and then clipped it and whipped and. Um, bean cans do not hold. They explode and launch beans down the crack. <laughs> but now we know for science. Uh-huh. And you had gear up below you, right? Like you weren't gonna I mean, like yeah, practically. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. There was gear like there was gear like two feet below, which was also covered in beans. It's okay. Everything was just covered in beans, but it was fun. It was worth it. Yeah, that's awesome. And have you whipped on anything else, like other physical things, other than I mean, cans? Yeah, I mean, we did like the not for climbing carabiner. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like one of the ones for keychains. Mm-hmm. We took one of those and clipped it to a bolt and jumped off. It do- also doesn't hold. <laughs> uh, it explodes into about kind of like eight different uh, chunks and goes flying every, every direction. Yeah. Um, but now we know. Well, once again, for science. <laughs> I don't know. It was fun. <laughs> I like doing stupid stuff. Yeah. Well, so I wouldn't say that this is stupid stuff, but recently you just accomplished a goal of 10,000 pitches in El Dorado Canyon. Can you yeah. tell us what was that about? Honestly, it was just like a personal goal. It didn't really like mean anything. <laughs> like there wasn't any like big, you know, thing behind it. It was just like, I love that canyon a lot. I've been climbing there a long time. And it was like six years ago or so. Like I moved to Colorado in 2016. When I first moved, I was just, I mean, I moved because of Eldo. I just wanted to be closer to the canyon. So I was climbing there just all the time. And I was like, man, I wonder like how many pitches I can do. And I was like, I bet I can hit 10,000 if I just keep pushing really hard that I can hit 10,000. So I just like kind of started like raging on it and just keeping track of all the pitches I'd done. And yeah, I ended up hitting that 10,000 last week to me. Like they said, I mean, I've been climbing like 20 years, but it took, 
I mean, um, a majority of that was in the last like six years. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean since, since like 2016. Cool. Um, I'd say I did like 9,500 of those. But yeah, it was fun to just like have a big stupid goal that really meant nothing aside from just, heck, why not? Let's go climb a bunch of pitches. And... Yeah, were there specific rules to it? Like what determined a pitch? Just old guidebooks? Like yeah, mountain projects? Okay. I, I did all guidebook pitches, which is like kind of like cheating a little bit because <laughs> I simul so much. But yeah, so I, I can you know, I can go and go and like simul climb a five pitch route in you know in fifteen minutes or twenty minutes, and then it's like, well, okay, sweet, there's five pitches. But yeah, it's super fun though. Um, it was just a big stupid goal. I figured, why, why not? It'd be fun. Yeah, but we do all guidebook pitches. I never really had any rules except that like it had to be on a rope. Those are only roped pitches. Mm-hmm. That was like my big like 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 the one one big like rule I made for myself with it. So you must have had like a million partners across this entire time, right? Yeah. Like, did you count? Like, I mean, well, I have it all like logged, which is how like I know like how many partners I've done, you know, each route with and different stuff like that, which is kind of fun. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely ha- had like hundreds of different partners because some I climbed one pitch with, and then others I climbed thirty, you know, freaking thirty pitches with or hundred yeah. pitches with. And, I mean, one guy I climbed one hundred seventy-eight pitches with in a day. What in a day? Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was it was the day of that big eclipse. Like, okay, was like four years ago or five years ago, uh-huh. something like that. Remember that? Like, it was it was the day of that big eclipse, and we were just like curious how many we could do in a day. So we started at like two a.m. and just started simuling throughout the day, and ended up spending like I mean, I, got, I remember like like seventeen hours or something or eighteen hours climbing, and mm-hmm. yeah, ended up at, at one hundred seventy pitches, which was like fun but also not fun. Like like I wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Like my feet hurt so bad after it. Because the problem with Eldo is, is like it's the descents and approaches that get you. It's not like the climbing itself. I can climb all day. That's fine. But it, it was like getting off a route and getting to the next route. Um, we had friends help us out though. They like hung fixed lines off the descents. We could just like wrap the descents nice. instead of having to like hike down them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were just hauling. We were hauling. We got a lot done. It was super fun. Yeah, I'm honored that I did like maybe like four of those pitches that count towards the ten thousand with you. Yeah, we I feel did. Like. <laughs> yeah, we did. That was fun. We did, yeah, because we did uh, Tagger together and March of Dimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super fun routes. <laughs> What's another like weird thing is I can tell you like if I can I can like talk to a partner and like I'll, I'll know like what I did with them. Wow, you, like you can I just remember have a really their... good memory with like weird things, mm-hmm. like nothing important. You know what I mean? Like if it's an important thing, or if you ask me to remember, I will definitely forget. <laughs> but if it's like some random like beta on like especially gear beta, I can tell you like gear beta of, of, of routes like climbed fifteen years ago, and I can be like, oh yeah, oh oh yeah, they're like this great number one placement twenty feet up. Like I don't I, I don't know why I remember that. I just like that that's the stuff I that I do remember. Yeah, which is kind of random, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, know. very helpful for everyone around you. Yeah. So. so, like, yeah. So, like, like that's why I like always ask my partners, "Do you want beta or not?" Because I have any beta you could possibly want for any route you're ever gonna hop on in Eldo. Like, what do you need from me? And I was like, I refuse to get to get like unsolicited beta. So I'm uh-huh. always like, hey, if you want it, I, I I got it. If you don't, I'll get it. That's awesome. That's the right level of like you hold the power, but you know when to wield the power, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, it's just like yeah, especially like here when I'll I'll, I'll I'll watch people like rack up at the bottom at the bottom of routes where I know that the biggest thing that that, that they can like um, a possibly place is a point seven five. Yeah. And I see them like throwing a four in the hardest, and I'm like, I want to tell you, I so badly want to let you know that you don't need anything you're taking, but. But I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> just go experience it yourself. Learning experiences. Just, you go and carry that heavy rack for no reason, and I'm just here to support you in that endeavor. <laughs> I don't know. But, but but then I have other friends that like want all the beta, and they're just like, spring me down. I'm like, I got you, dog. Yeah. Do you have any other memorable moments from this experience, like this six plus year experience? Any like really elating moments? Any hard moments? Yeah, I, I definitely say with like the elating moments, like it, it was really fun to look back. I finished it last Thursday and like looking back over the last X amount of years and how many people I've had with me and how many, like I met a really, a, you know, who's now a really close friend in the UK. Mm-hmm. I, I just happened to meet, like I was like, I'm simul climbing past him one day on Bastille Tower and he was like, God, you guys are fast. And and it was like chatting with him and swapping information and we're still really close friends. And he, you know, he lives in Wales. And then I have friends that, like, I mean, I've had people fly out from, like, New Zealand to climb with me in Eldo. And it's, like, super fun and super unique. And 
it's kind of crazy like how many awesome people you'll get to meet if, if you're just around and getting after it all the time you know mm-hmm. yeah no, i really enjoy it i really enjoy the the people side of it and like all the experiences I've, I've, got, I've got to have with so many different people and like i've taken people up their first multi-pitch ever and they're just so psyched to just be out there and like i just i love that feeling i love that like for them like mm-hmm. I, I love just like watching their sight because they're just like losing their shit because they're just like i did that like hell yeah you did let's go and uh, it's just like really fun and like i love that like that aspect of climbing in general but but like being able to share like what, what i call my canyon <laughs> like um being able to like share that and like spread that same stoke that i have for it to other people is like super fun mm-hmm. had a lot of bad experiences there too been just been involved in a lot of accident like recoveries and helped out on horrific accidents there mm-hmm. so those always like suck yeah <laughs> like, i'm like well that's not fun right but all you know just part of it and part of the sport in general but it's such an it's, a, it's such an accessible area for everybody so a lot of like newer trad leaders go out there to like hone skills mm. on routes that that they not you know aren't quite prepared for so then you, you you see a lot of really bad accidents on like five sixes yeah because and just because they're like unprepared for what they're getting themselves into and like you know and, and anyone that's like that's been around for a while can like notice those like small goofs you're like oh that's like a life-changing goof but if you're new you just don't really catch on to that the same way mm-hmm. people, yeah people, people make really bad errors out there pretty often um see some pretty horrific accidents out there yeah which sucks yeah yeah but it's part of it it is part of it do you did you keep track of like what route did you do the most times so i've done hair city the most times it's oh. like a five nine plus it's and just, you still recommend it to people right because yeah, you were telling I me it. i need yeah. to do it i love it it's super fun it's just like it's like a heady route, but it's not hard where it's heady. You get to like try hard over like really good gear and then like just like run it out on super easy terrain. It's like just, just really fun. And like it's a very like delicate face climb, which is like super rare for Eldo. Mm. So I, I always like recommend it to like sport climbers that are like getting into trad because I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you're going to cruise this. It's going to be easy for you, but you still have to place gear. Yeah. <laughs> so like go, yeah. It's like, but yeah, it's super fun. I love Hair City. I've done it like about 170 times or something. And, and these are all like the rope stuff. Like I've soloed routes more than that. Mm-hmm. But as far as like all, 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 all the rope climbing, you know, like Harry Stadium, they're like 160. I can't remember now, 150 or 160. Um, I've read that probably. Then like uh, rewritten, probably close second. Mm-hmm. Which is the last one you did, right? Yeah, last one I did. Nice. Um, yeah, I took my 80th and 81st unique partner up it because I took two people up the same day. And nice. I've actually never climbed with any of them on rewritten before, so. I was, I was the 80th and 81st unique partner, which is super fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's super awesome. fun. Like I've had pe- pe- people like refer, like, like refer to themselves to me as the number that they did rewritten with me. <gasps> They're like, oh yeah, well I'm 65. And I was like, well I'm 72. It's like, okay guys, calm down. It's <laughs> like super dumb, but it's fun. That is really funny. I, I think I don't, I, this is not necessarily from my perspective, but I know people who are like this. They're like, why would you climb a climb that many times? Like, aren't you bored? Yeah. So tell me, like, just, you love repeating stuff, like, because you just I love have, climbing? Or? I just love climbing. I love climbing in that canyon. I love everything about that canyon. It makes me feel home in a way that I can't really explain. Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes, makes me feel like I belong there. And I, I love repeating these routes. I love going out there and doing, you know, freaking the naked edge for the 60th time or whatever. It's just like, it's just fun to like, just like a romp around the canyon and mm-hmm. but then you it's just like so funny like i don't know it's like 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 harris city for instance once again i've, I've done it a lot right and like after a hundred like over a hundred laps on it i was sitting here at um i'm here at the ac offices one day talking with jamie logan who gave me beta on the route that i had never thought of after over a hundred ascents of this route right and she's like oh you could be doing easier by doing this one knee bar over here i'm like Wait, what? And I, I go and do it. I'm like, the knee bar is fantastic. Why did I never think of that? It's actually kind of fun, like knowing things so well too. Cause it's like, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to go out there and just like have a fun day of just like cruising all over the place and like tour guiding people and seeing their stoke on the routes that you, you know, that I may not be stoked on as far as like, I'm like, you know, I'm not like exploring the holds for the first time again. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's so fun to, 
take other people up them and like see their experiences with the same routes that I like struggled with or whatever. That's definitely fun. Yeah. And then like I like think back like the first time I did it, the first time I did Harris City, it was an on-site sample climb. And like halfway through it, it started to pour rain, like on like a sunny day. Mm. And we're just like, okay, I guess we're screwed. It's like a big slab. It's like a big like face climb. And I was like, oh, this is terrifying actually. But like doing that as like, you know, an on-site sample climb. Same thing with uh, Tagger, the one I did with you. I on-site sample climbed that mm-hmm. like a bunch of years ago with my friend Will, um, which is like just super random. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. And you have a tradition of taking a dip in the river after right does yeah. that happen all the time or pretty much most? pretty yeah. much this time of year is getting much colder <laughs> i just put the head in the water i do have friends that will still go all the way and i'm like that is impressive that is way too cold yeah i'm good <laughs> but like yeah a, f- a friend of mine a long time ago just like in passing told me to never miss a chance to, like dip in the water mm-hmm. and i was like t- i like to t- i took that to heart and mm-hmm. Since he mentioned that, like anytime I'm climbing in an area with like a river or stream nearby, I try to like just go like hop in the water real quick and at least like dip my head in. And it's like a fun little little way of like, of, it's like a fun little like a tribute to an old friend, but also like a, just a fun way to like to like slow yourself down. You know? What yeah. I mean? Like it forces you to like stop. I'm not just gonna like run in, climb, get out. It's like no, I'm gonna like stop for a minute, enjoy the scenery, enjoy the water, enjoy the peace, and, like the quiet of being out here. And, yeah. Um, uh, uh, amidst all the people screaming off the lake. Um, <laughs> classical though. Classic. Yeah. How much has it been hard at all to accomplish this goal because of crowding? Like, I guess you're never there on weekends, right? You always go. Oh, yeah, I go during the week, and even if I do go on the weekends, I'll, I'll either go super like super early in the morning, like three a.m. early in the morning, mm-hmm. or like late in the afternoon, at, like six, when like everyone's gone. Yeah. Um, like I, I went out there two weekends ago on a Saturday, which was, like super early for me, but I went at like seven p.m., which it was like or like six p.m. and it was like hard to get into the canyon, mm-hmm. but like once we were in, it was like there was no one there climbing. It was all just like hikers and tourists and stuff. Mm-hmm. So then it's not bad, and like. That's another cool thing with um, being a walking guidebook is like if I go out there and like the route I want is busy, I know six other routes right in the same area. So like we'll just grab one of those and it'll be just as fun. Yeah. And like a lot of these routes will be like, you know, no star, what, what, whatever's in the guidebook, but they're actually really fun. Mm. Um, people just don't like give it like the chance because of that. Yeah. So if, if you're willing to like go and try these like, these like obscure routes and like obscure lines that people don't really do. You can have a lot of fun, even if it's like busy. Yeah, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to get on, like you know, on the rewritten of the crag or something, then yeah, like might be tricky. Okay, so walking guidebook question: You have done every single route? I no, no, no. I'm okay. very close to every route, but okay. they keep putting up all these like hard new routes that are like X-rated, and I'm yeah. like, I don't want to. <laughs> like, I mean, just like two weeks ago, someone put up the put up like a 13DX, and I'm like, I, I just would rather not. <laughs> I've done sketchy hard things there. I'm just past that time in my life, I think. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting old, man. Like, it's a lot of work to yeah. go, like, put that effort in. I don't know. There's, like, this old project that I went and hopped on, like, three days ago and just got my butt handed to me. Just, like, I mean, I mean, as if I'd never climbed before. It was bad. And I'm just like, I don't want to. I don't want to try this hard anymore. I'm just lazy now. Yeah. I just want to, like, go and, like, romp on, like, 510 all day. Mm-hmm. Which is super fun. Yeah. Okay. So regardless of stars, but in your personal experience, do you have like a route that you think is kind of the worst at Aldo or the trashiest or just like um, doesn't, so nobody should get on it? This is not going to be a popular opinion. I hate that steel crack. I don't like it at all. Oh no. I think it sucks. I think it's like greasy and gross at the start. It's like easy climbing. It's whatever, but it's like, it's like a greasy and gross at the start. And then it's just like not fun the rest of it. Like, so it's like, cool, cool, we did that. Now let's not do it again. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But like everyone, like when they come to L, they're like, oh, but we have to do best of I'm like, do we? Like there, I promise you there are better routes. <laughs> like such better routes. That's like honestly one of my least favorite routes in L. Okay. Um, and like, I usually take people up it just because like they want to experience it. And like, because it's such like a well-known route. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you, you can like approach it and, you know, like flip-flops from the car in 20 seconds which is quite nice yeah i'm like yeah okay we'll go do it once but i like re- essentially refuse to like do it with the same person unless we're like speed climbing it for some reason mm-hmm. so i'm just like not good <laughs> i just don't wanna it's just not that good There's yeah so many better routes <laughs> yeah and you would know 
did it like feel pretty important to you? Do you like, I mean, I guess you don't necessarily know, but I think you told me you're pretty sure you're the first woman to do something like this. As far as I know, like yeah. I mean, there's like no way to know, right? Like yeah. who's done this, who has it. I, I, I guarantee most people aren't as like, as freaking a main or attentive about like <laughs> about their like documentation of routes that they've done as I am. Yeah. It's like, like I'm sure other people have done it, mm-hmm. but I just don't really know of many women that climb there as much as I am. Mm-hmm. And like, we can, we, we can even like, like niche that even more and say, I'm definitely the only trans woman that's ever done it. <laughs> definitely 100% of the only trans. I'm going to say trans person even. Okay. I'm the only trans person who have ever done it. Um, but it's like super dumb. But <laughs> I, 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 I don't like Carrie either. Like I just yeah. want to, like, I don't know. I'm sure like Stefan or something mm-hmm. has, you know, has so many pitches out there. Like mm-hmm. there's a good chance that, that they've hit those 10K at some point or, or will soon. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But a lot of times, like with like pe- people go out to Eldo, they'll, they'll like a one route and go home. Yeah, they usually don't go out and do, and do like fifty pitches in a day. Right. So that that like that's how you like get there so quickly. Because like I've, I've I've done a lot of of that like cragging type stuff where you go and you do like two routes and go home. Mm-hmm. But then like the next day I'll go out, I'll go out and do like sixty pitches and it's like okay well that made up for 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 really not trying that hard the last couple of days. Yeah. And then like yeah I don't know it was it was. It was it's fun though. Mm-hmm. I just really enjoy like big stupid goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we'll have to ask at some point what's next. And I think you're like, I don't need to have a next. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just don't know. No, I'm like 100% a goal maker. Okay. Like I need goals to like it's like a mental health thing for me. Just mm-hmm. to like, I, like always have like a always have a reason to be like pushing forward to like yeah. the next thing. Like I love to have goals, and they don't have to be like. Like, I'm not so much, I don't really care about grades. I'm, I'm like, not a grade chaser. I never have been. I climb hard and I've fallen off easy stuff. It's all good to me. Yeah. So, like, it's like, like grades are never really my goal. Like, I, I did make the goal after last fall. Like, I had surgery a year ago, year and a half ago, almost, on my stomach. Mm-hmm. And, like, afterwards, I, I had, like, start climbing completely from, like, scratch. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because because I had to take, like, a four months off. But when I went so like I made the goal of like of, of just like getting of, of, of getting back like five thirteens yeah and that was like fun to just like and it was just more to like force me to like go back and like train and like work out again and like get my body moving again yeah then then like actually care about the grade mm-hmm. um so I, but like I I hit that and I was like okay I don't care anymore <laughs> like whatever so now it's just like I don't know I don't know, like what goal I wanted I think now like my goals are more like. With like what I'm doing in the community, if I could do like do it bigger and better, that's more of the goals I'm looking at right now. Mm-hmm. Or like, how can I have a bigger impact on people around me? Mm-hmm. Uh, which has like always been like just a huge like driving force in my mind. But if I can do like I just want to like bigger and better. What's the next thing I can do to just like take that to the next level? Yeah. That makes any sense. I totally. Know. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love that. I want to circle back to that. But before we kind of, I feel like we're closing the chapter of where we're talking about your 10,000 pitches success. Do you have any advice for people who are newer to climbing an Eldo? Please be safe. <laughs> the biggest rule of thumb I can give you is place good gear, place it often, and always, you know, be connected to, to the wall in some way. Like with that accident last year, it's like they, they, they just weren't connected to the wall and they felt you know, rip people off. So it's like, just keep in mind, like you always want to be connected in some way to the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't matter how big a, you know, a blade ledge is or anything. Like yeah. it takes one wrong slip or whatever and you're done with your toast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we need to focus more on like personal safety when we're not there. And mind you, like, I think there's, I'm, I'm not like trying to come, uh, come off as a, as a hypocrite because like I will do sketchy things, but I also realize I'm doing sketchy things. Like, I think that's like the difference. It's like, there's a difference between me like running out a route or like doing some, you know, some, something like extra aided or something because I know the risk I'm taking. Where I feel like a, a lot of like newer track climbers there don't realize that they're putting themselves into a risk. So they're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm safe when they're actually not. Mm-hmm. If, if that makes sense. Like, I'm like trying to like, because like I've had people say that they're like well you, you know you know we're like advocating for safety but you but you know we'll do all, the, all these like sketchy routes and I'm like well yeah but like I'm doing them as safe as I can possibly do them I'm doing sketchy things as safe as I can do them yeah like where like but at least I know what I'm doing with that if I do, does that make sense at all yeah I think like, so because I I mean also the key thing is like 
in those situations, especially when you're, let's say, running it out at Elder or whatever, you've been on that route a bunch of times. So you're aware of like the risk. You meet when you say you're aware of the risk, you mean literally, I know what these moves are. Yeah. Like, and like and I'm, I'm just like aware of like, like I kn- I've been climbing for so long that like, and I've been kind of climbing on gear in sketchy areas for so long that it's like, I know what's a no fall zone. I know when I need to like protect myself. I know like, and I'm not going to say that like it's a perfect system because you, you make one wrong move in the one wrong spot and you're toast. Like it just is what it is. But at least I'm making informed decisions rather than decisions that that are coming out of inexperience. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think know. so. I just always like try to like not like not be a hypocrite because <laughs> it's like, it's like I realize that like I will do unsafe things. Okay. So. When I first figured out that you're doing this 10,000 pitches thing, I think I, I called you a, a badass and you were like, no, I'm just badass adjacent. And I just thought that was really funny. I stand by it. <laughs> what do you mean? Like all my friends are badass. Like I, I don't know how I've like gotten so blessed to be like in, in the community that I have, but like I, I just am surrounded by some of like the most amazing crushers and just like. The most amazing humans. So I always say that like I'm not badass. I'm I'm, I'm just like I'm badass adjacent because they're like I'm rubbing off on me. Like, all my <laughs> homies are just like bringing me up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm and, and I'm in fact bringing them down. Uh, <laughs> and it's fun. It's good times. Like like I don't know. It's like so good. I mean even like even, even you like being an absolute crusher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> I, I I know, and then being able to like take you out to Eldo, it's like it's like it's like so it's so, it's, it's, it's so rad to like know so many like strong people, but then then there's like good people. Yeah, like I love my community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and you're like getting really involved. You're the chair of the A the AC chapter in Denver, well, right? Um, I'm on the section chair. Section chair. Okay. Yeah, so I run the front range here in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, um, what does that look like? Good. What are you guys up to? A lot of events. Um, we're doing a lot this weekend with Kragen, mm-hmm. obviously, which is going to be super busy. Mm-hmm. Someone asked me, like, you know, um, how it's going to look for me. I'm like, I'm going to run from the second I get there to the second I leave. <laughs> and then I'm going to go to Idaho and relax, mm-hmm. sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's that. <laughs> um, but um, it'll be good. Yeah, I don't know. So it's it's really fun. Like I'm more like a player coach, I guess, as far as AAC goes. I'm like overseeing all the local chapters, mm-hmm. but it's super fun. Like it's really fun. It was, it was a fun way to get back. When I stopped search and rescue, I I I, I had to stop for like mental health reasons. It's just it, it it can be very traumatic seeing so many people get get hurt in doing what you love. It, de- it definitely just just like upgraded on me after a while, and I was like, I need a break. So I stopped doing SAR, and then it was. Uh, poached by the AAC and, <laughs> and here I am yeah yeah it's super fun though mm-hmm. I love giving back in this way when you say events are, are you talking just like kind of like climb nights or also like education stuff we do all, gym to crag yes all mm-hmm. of the above we mm-hmm. do a lot of like gym to crag stuff we do a lot of like just like setting up top ropes for people outside so if they just want to go and like experience climbing without like the danger side of it they mm-hmm. can just go out and just climb on a rock and not have to like stress yeah be like a safe environment we just brought on a new education person to keep teaching more uh, more classes on, on on just different systems and safety and mm-hmm. which is super fun and yeah I don't know just all kinds of different stuff just like that we end up with our tentacles in yeah um, yeah it's really fun yeah I just wanted to ask like for some specifics there because I think a lot of our members. Um, they're either in a chapter and they're like super invested or they have no idea how to get connected. And you're like, Oh, that's so sad. Oh um, yeah. Like if you like want to get connected, if you go on like, the AC website, it's like under backyard, I think you can like find like who's your local like chapter and section leaders. And you can just, um, email them and get information on them. And you can get information like what they're doing locally, which is like super rad. And you can do, you know, you can, you can do the, the same thing with me and email me at the upfront range mm-hmm. at, um, the American Alpine Club.org. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll reply as, as soon as as physically possible. Um, I'm not amazing at emailing, but I'm getting there. I'm, I'm doing better. I'm just really hectically busy. But yeah, like we're like I don't know. Like I run a lot of like the queer climbing events around town here locally, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of my you know my, my, like pet project. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really enjoy 
bringing that community together. I don't know. We just do a lot. A lot we just, there's, there's, there's just a lot of like different weird things we do, mm-hmm. like which is really fun. Mm-hmm. And then we, we support like other organizations, like because there's like so many local organizations that they also do amazing things, like the Boulder Climate Community, yeah. which, which does like so much like rebuilding efforts and like and like uh, trail maintenance and and like trail development. So it's like rather rather than than like compete with them on that, we'll just go support them in that mission. So we just have like our volunteers go and help them out, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah, just a way to like just like activate with the local community as much as we can and mm-hmm. just get as much done. And like you know, like putting all of our thought resources together mm-hmm. to get stuff done. Yeah. So if you're willing to share, I'm interested in like what your experience has been being queer in the climate community and finding community in in that space. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, been, it's been a long road. When I first started climbing, I was like the queer, I was the gay, you know, <laughs> which which was I me mean, bad. It, was, it wasn't fun at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I just lost my like personal community at that point. Like I lost a lot of my like uh, family and such. And it was like, I was super young and not really ha- having any community to like turn to was super hard for a while. But then in the past, like, I feel like five years, like the climbing community has really came around to like queer issues and like really opened themselves up to queer individuals. So you've seen this like huge influx of queer climbers, which is awesome. And it's so good to see and like be able to like put together these, these, these like, you know, uh, queer climbing events and having, you know, 80 people show up. And it's like, this is awesome. And like being able to have that community of just people that are going through, you know, a similar life experiences. And mm-hmm. Super fun. Yeah. I, I really love it. I, I really love having it having a community there. Mm-hmm. Huge fan. <laughs> Huge fan. Yeah. A plus. Yeah, A plus. Would do again. Uh, <laughs> would be queer again if I had to. <laughs> okay, so one time you told me about the craziest day you've ever had at a crack. Oh man, that that day. <laughs> do you want to tell that story? Do you want all the drama of the day too? <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel like it makes it more fun. Yes, if please. You the whole thing. God, I hope they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, okay, I'm not going to give names, <laughs> just to keep it a little more close. I'm just going to say E, okay, for her, and we'll say C for him. I might just screw it up and just say their names at some point, but oh god, I'm, I'm trying hard not to, because that would be a mess. Okay, so my friend E hits me up and goes, hey, there's this guy pining for my love, wants to take me climbing, would you come with though, because I don't know him, creepiness, I'm like, yeah, I got you, no problem. And this is back in Arizona. I'm like, yeah, I got you. So I go with them and it's in like, in like E and I drove in one car and then C and, and, and his daughter, who was like six at the time or something, drove in their own car. And we drove out to um, Upper Devils Canyon, which is like 45 minutes outside of Phoenix, give or take. And then it's like um, a bit of like a switchback trail down, like, I, I, I don't know, like a 20, 25 minute descent down into this ditch. So we get down there and... Um, e and C were climbing, and I was just like hanging out, probably eating, if we're being honest. And his daughter was also right there, so like just like goofed around. Like this, is, like the first route of the day, I'm just like I we like just like gotten there, and he is climbing, C's belaying, and all of a sudden I hear an explosion from the daughter is, and I'm like, what the hell was that noise? So I like jog over to where she is, and she just says, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, I, I need to know what that noise was. And there was just blood everywhere. And I'm like, what freaking happened here? And she, she just kept saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, like, okay, that's fine. But what happened here? And she, she had found a bullet on the ground, hit it with a rock, and it fired through her foot. Go figure. So, okay, so I'm like, hey. I go, I, I like, jog, jog, like, down the trail to where her dad is. And I'm like, hey, um, I need you to let the, uh, the uh, homie down because I need you to come over here and tend to your daughter. It's pretty important. Let's just go deal with that over there. <laughs> Calmly, and, right? Like not letting on. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. But like, urgency. Yeah, yeah, but urgency. Like, please, there's a lot of blood. <laughs> I need your help with your daughter. And the, this is where all the drama comes in. So then he goes, he goes, um, no, it can wait. And I was like, no, 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 it really can't. Like, this is a pretty good priority right now that we get over there. <laughs> And he's just like, no, 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 it can wait a minute. And I was like, hey, E, let go of the wall for me because I need you to come down because we need to go and deal with this. And she was like, well, you know, and she trusts me. So, so she's like, yeah, of course. And just like, um, let's go make some lower. 
he's all ticked off at me. We walk over and he's like, oh, 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 a bullet wound. I'm like, yeah, my guy, let's <laughs> go and deal with this. So then we're, we're like, just like uh, cleaning up the wound and starting to like, you know, just be all that figured out. And this guy comes like um, running down the trail. And th this whole day was just so weird. He comes running down the trail and he goes, oh, hey guys, heard some commotion. Um, I'm, a, I'm a surgeon at, at a Phoenix Children's. Um, can I help somehow? And I was like, so super convenient, right? We have a bullet wound on our hands and you seem to know what you might be doing. <laughs> so like super fucking random. So he came and like helped us, you know, you know, like improperly clean it out and like wrap it correctly to where we could get her out of the canyon. But it's like a pretty hard switchback hike out. So I was like, yeah, of course. So I hauled out C's stuff. He hauled out his daughter. And, and um, E just stayed at the bottom with our stuff hanging up. And so we it, it takes us like a 40 minutes to get out of the canyon with her and all the stuff. And get them in the car, they take off. Right as they leave, an ambulance pulls in. And, and this ambulance goes, hey, um, we heard someone died down there. And I was like, excuse me? Like, someone someone died. And they're like, yeah, that's what we heard. And I'm like, okay. So we hiked back, back in, and there was a layer that had been killed by rockfall while we were hiking out. So his partner was still um, up on the wall and it was like a freak thing. Cause like the rock didn't come from the route. It came from above the cliff. Like oh. it was like on a hillside rolled down, came over the cliff edge and hit the layer. Oh like complete freak accident. But it was like a three foot wide rock. Like he didn't stand much of a chance, uh, but just completely freak accident. So I helped them take out the deceased um, and get the, the uh, climber to the ground. And, 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 and like, he's nowhere to be found. I'm like, I have no idea where she's at right now. So we spend like a couple hours like hauling out this deceased uh, Blair. I hike back in. So it's like now like um, five hours later. And I have not climbed yet. This is just a bad day. I just like <laughs> want to go home. Yeah. So I hike back in. I find out that, that um, he has just been climbing with that surgeon for the, for, for the last couple hours. And it's having a great day. Like it's having so much fun. And I'm like, hey, look, I'm, I'm glad you're having fun. I want to go home. I want to go home so bad. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, of course, I get it. Because, because, because like, the cracks, like, kind of split on, like, two, like, two, like, separate bands. And, like, and, and, and you can't, like, see one from the other. So, like, where the accident happened was, like, on a completely, a completely different band from where they were. So they didn't even know that this had happened. Oh, okay. So I was like, yeah, someone passed, got the daughter out. I just want to go home. I'm tired. I just, like... I'm done. And she was like, yeah, of course. So, but, but, but she was like finishing up one more route. So right then we hear more footsteps jogging down the trail and it's C like the guy with the daughter. And I'm like, what in the hell are you doing here, dude? And he's like, well, I didn't want her to think that I just left, you know, just like, like left her. I'm like, dude, priorities. Where's your daughter right now? And he just left her in the car and just like descended in. I was like, you make bad life decisions, my guy. What are you doing here? So we were like, immediately, we're like, all right, time to go, like, obviously. And we him hike out, and the daughter is just, like, doped up in the passenger seat of this car, just, like, with her bullet wound. And then I'm just like, oh, my God, really? And I just, like, made this, like, mental note to never climb with this guy. Because if, like, that's, like, if if that's, like, the decision he makes for his kid, like, what's going to do to me? I'm like, now nah, I'm good. <laughs> so, like, funny story. So this, this is, like, 13 years ago or something. It's, it was, it's been a long time. And then I hadn't seen C or the daughter or anything in, in, in that whole time until like three years ago. I am here in Golden and I hear someone scream my dad name. And I was like, what in the world? And I turn around and it's him waving at me. I'm like, no, why are you here? Leave me alone. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, oh, I just decided to move like an hour away. I'm like, can you, can you live up? Go climb there. Like, why are you here? Leave me alone. This is my spice. Like, leave me alone. And he's like, and he, he's like, well, hey, well, hey, do you want to meet someone? And I was like, who? And, and his daughter was there. She's like 19. And like, she's like, you were there? No way. Do you want to see my bullet wound? I'm like, hell yeah, I want to see your bullet wound. So she like shows me like, 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 like the big scar across her foot. I'm like, it's so crazy. Because like, it's such a crazy story that's like almost hard to believe. Mm -hmm. But like that whole, that, like, that was my day. It was just one day of like, well, I don't want to be here anymore. This isn't fun for any of us. It was a crazy freaking day. That is a crazy, I don't, I have no stories that come even yeah. close to that. That's like, like, I would say it's like the craziest thing of climbing that I never touched the wall. Right. Yeah. It was just like hiking out injured, injured parties the whole day. 
Right. Yeah. And then being very disgusted with the father. And I mean, like, I guess we're doing this now. Like, oh, it's so frustrating. Um, but yeah, that was that, that was my uh, my weirdest day of climbing ever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like we should have our listeners send in their craziest cl- Honestly, day of climbing. That'd, that'd, that'd be, be really, really funny. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be really funny. Send us my email because I want to hear them. Um, I want to hear all these like just like crazy, stupid stories that are just like, how did this even happen? Well, and then even like the fact is that I found a live bullet sitting on the ground in a crack. Like, why is this here? Yeah. Like, what in the world? It's like so random. There's like so many questions here. You yeah. That just don't make any sense. <laughs> but. Yeah, that was a weird one. That was a weird day. I yeah yeah. I didn't go back to that crack for like for like three years. I was just like, I need a minute. There's bad vibes, and 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 that was my first time ever there. At oh that wow! Yeah yeah. Okay. I, I I had never climbed there before, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I just won't. Maybe I need a minute from from this spot. It's just bad juju. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. It was just a bad day. Yeah. I, yeah. I've never been in any accidents spot from table. You know, I'd like to let like to keep it that way. Yeah. Um. I definitely like as much as I talk about all like the sketchy stuff I've done, I'm a very safe climber and I like very much prefer to not have any accidents and not like there's it's pretty easy to avoid if you just avoid it. Yeah. Never really had much myself. Just responding to a lot. I responded to a lot of accidents. Mm-hmm. And that can be pretty heavy, I know. Yeah, can yeah. be. It can definitely just like it, it just like sits on you. Mm-hmm. But then like people like like know that I've been through a lot of that. Yeah. So I get a lot of calls from other people that are like going through it, which is like kind of weird. It's like, it's, 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 it's very welcome. If people need help, please reach out to me. Like I'm totally okay with talking to you. Like with, you know, you, you know, like while, like while you're like working through the trauma, I get it. It's freaking hard. It's also weird to be like known for that. Yeah. To like have seen so many of her, you know, like really bad accidents. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just cause like, you know, if, if you climb a lot in dangerous areas, you just see a lot of, you know, that stuff yeah it's like well crap i've seen a lot of people deck from really high up i'm just like well okay like this is what we're doing now yeah so he was like you just like switch into that mode of like okay let's get them out of here yeah which is kind of crappy but then but yeah but like last week there was a bad accident here on the front range mm-hmm. and uh one, one of the people that witnessed it like like called me and put it on speakerphone with like everyone that had like witnessed it like they just wanted to like talk through it and like their experience with it and like next steps mm-hmm. So it was nice to be able to like talk to them about like the grief fund, which like saved my butt last year. Yeah. And being able to like talk to them about like therapy to like go through and like, you know, just different ways to like process this. And like, it's super tricky. At least like, I, I, I'm just speaking from, you know, speak, uh, speaking for myself here, but like for me, climbing is a way to like outrun my trauma almost. It's, it's a way of like, it, it creates a puzzle for me to work through, which helps get, it helps me get out of my head. Mm. And it's really tricky when that escapism becomes your trauma. Yeah. So it's like when climbing became my trauma, like, I mean, even though I've dealt with so many, that one last year was just horrific. And like having to like turn my mind off from saying like, it happened in my favorite place on earth. It happened on one of the best routes in the canyon. It happened like right in front of me and having to like, like how do I make this not a trauma anymore? And like, that was such a tricky, a tricky thing to go through. And then just being able to like, you know, be on this side of it. And like, okay. Like that's how, that's what worked for me. Mm-hmm. And then being able to like have these discussions with people that are like going through it and like being able to like, to like give them the support that I wish so you know someone would have like given to me at that same time. And don't get me wrong, I had a ton of support, a ton of friends like come but like but no one that had like dealt with it. Yeah. And, it, and it's just different when you have people coming to you being like, yeah, like I went through that. I've seen that. I am here to like support you in the way to help me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't have that. So mm-hmm. being able to like to give that to others means a lot to me now. Cause I just know like how tricky it got. Like, I mean, I got super suicidal afterwards. It was like really hard. Mm-hmm. Like just a lot, a, just a whole bunch of a second guessing, which like actually, actually, it was from, uh, for me the hardest. It was like all, all the second guessing, like what could I have done mm-hmm. to like make the situation better? And there wasn't anything like, like, like the situation that had, had happened. I think that's the biggest thing we need to remember is like, you don't control the situation. The situation is just, 
presented to you. And it's like, whatever you do is better than what would have been. Mm-hmm. And just having to remember that, but it's still really hard when you, you know, when you lose someone like that and then having to like, like tell yourself that you did everything you could, even though you just lost somebody. It's like, well, crap, super tricky, mm-hmm. super tricky. I know, you know, like listening to Pete Takeda's podcast weeks ago, it was like, yep, mm-hmm. like gets it. Where it's like, stop blaming yourself. Like everything you did, like, 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 like you did everything you could. You tried really freaking hard at giving yourself that grace and that forgiveness. Yeah. It's super important. Please was for me and for me. And I'm sure it's different, it's different for everybody, but like this community, this is my community. This is my only community. These are my people. And feeling like, I feel like I let them down was like the, the hardest thing for me. Yeah. Cause like with other things that I've like helped with, it's like, yeah, like I'm just here to like support the situation and make it better. But that was like the one time where it was like truly like life or death in the second that I couldn't do anything. And it was like, man, I just don't want to like let my people down, let my community down. The, pe- the, the people I love and value so much. Mm-hmm. That was super hard. And, 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 and it's still tricky at times. Like, mm-hmm. and obviously like people are so, are so gracious and are so awesome. They're like, oh no, of course not. Like, yeah. you know, we understand. Yeah. And it's like, but in my mind, it's still like, the like the most important thing I've ever done and I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is tricky. Um, but then like speaking with like medical professionals and just like in discussing like the injuries and them saying like I, I couldn't help that person if they were on the operating table when it happened. I'm like, well that's good. Like because like I tried really hard. So so to know that no matter what I did I couldn't have done it, that's actually like comforting to me. Yeah. Because it takes some it, it, it takes like some of that like guilt and burden away. Right. Personally. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, yeah, which, that, that's whatever. But mm-hmm. that was a very tr- super tricky situation for sure. So get help. Yeah. <laughs> get help if you go through something like that. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Because mm-hmm. you, you, you're not really sure how it's going to affect you. Mm-hmm. And it affected me in a very bad way. Mm-hmm. Do you, like, so you were saying that it kind of changed your relationship to climbing. Do you feel like you're still working through that constantly, that relationship to climbing? No. It just like, how do I best describe this? It changed my relationship, my relationship in, in in the way that it gave me a forced a forced time out because mm-hmm. I had like because I, I I was also injured in their accident, and then having to like have surgery and then spending like four months off, it gave me like a different like renewed appreciation for climbing. Be like, okay, now I can like go back and like go back to my home. But then having that happen in my favorite place, and then having to like rectify that in my mind. And, mm-hmm. I had some friends that were just so amazing that bailed me out that were like, Hey, like, you know, we know you trust us. So let's go together to the canyon and we'll climb easy stuff together. So you can just like get back on the rock again. And like, that, that was crazy helpful for me. Mm-hmm. But then just like talking through it a lot, helped, helped a lot too. Like even like, just like discussing details with friends and be able to like have that very open communication about like what I felt guilty about. I don't know. It was really hard, but as far as like the relationship to climbing, like it's just it just like renewed my it renewed my, my like, love for it, but then also my like my desire to like see better education because I really it was an accident that, that just did not need to happen. Mm-hmm. It was such a it was such an accident where it was like all user error for the most part. Mm-hmm. So it's like just wanting to like give more education to the community at large and be like, all right, like this is how how we avoid that from happening. It just didn't need to happen, yeah. which is just like frustrating and sad. And, I mean, you know, it's like to lose, to lose anyone, but, but like knowing that it was so preventable mm-hmm. is super, it's super frustrating. Yeah, kind of. So going back to what Frazee said earlier, kind of like uh, the idea of climbing as a like a puzzle to help you work through and escape trauma. Mm-hmm. I feel like recently I've been having a lot of guilt about like how much I go climbing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, trying to remind myself this is like my primary source of like solitude and communing with my body if you want to get like really like fancy about it right but also like so it's really I think important for the climbing community to tell each other stories about like what climbing means because sometimes I think I get crowded out that story of like climbing is just selfish it's just a pursuit it's just recreation and so like it's nice to hear the perspective of like no it can be really really deeply important to its person's like well-being I mean it's for me it's like 
it's very therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. And like, it puts something in my control. Like, I don't know, like, I was raised in a crazy cult and like not being able to like have control over my life and my future and my experiences took a lot from me. So being able to climb where it's in my hands, this is in my control and I control the outcome of this. I control the, like, like everything about this for, for me, it became such an important way of like owning my life mm-hmm. and like owning my experiences and like being able to like provide good experiences for others in this like fun way. Mm-hmm. I know for me, it was like, it was definitely a lifesaver. And then once again, though, it also became a, a, a problem. Like when it, when it, when it became my trauma and then like, God, like six years ago, I, you know, my mental health had gotten so bad. I attempted suicide. And I attempted sui- a suicide by, by, by unsolving the hearts of my client in Eldo and just solving harder and harder and harder knowing, you know, just thinking I'd eventually fall. So like what, like when you, when you get that bad, then all of a sudden the, the thing that's saving you becomes, you know, it, it becomes a problem and you have to like find a way to like put that back into its right place. Yeah. Which is also super tricky. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like I've been like talk. I'm talking about that a lot lately. Like, what do you do when when your outlet becomes your trauma? Like, how do you how do you sustain yourself and like work work through that to where it can become a solution again and not part of the problem? Right. And I also I I don't know if this is the world we live in, is the world I live in, or what. But like, I do feel like the temptation is always to cut ties. Like it's easier to just be like, okay, that's a bad thing now. I went from good to bad and I'm over it. But like the struggle of like it being both, so complex, so nuanced. And it that's is. what life is though. But it is what life is. And like, yes, like I, I could have stopped climbing last year, right? Like it was that traumatic where I, I could have just been like, I'm done. But, and, and people ask me if I was done. Like, cause it was just such a horrific accident. But I'm like, no, this, this is what I love. And this is my home still. Every time I walk into that canyon or drive into that canyon, like, this is home. I, I, I feel such a deep level of peace walking into that canyon. And I don't get that many places. So to give that up would be like giving up, it, it, it'd be giving up a part of me. Mm-hmm. So it was like, well, I don't have the choice. I have to work through this because I need to go, go, I need to, you know, to I'm able to go back home. But how do I get there? Mm-hmm. Which was just so hard. And like in my apartment that day, I like really struggled with it. And yeah, like stopped climbing for a while because it was just so traumatic. And then like, and ended up like reaching out to me and saying like, hey, can we sport climb once a week? I'm like, cause she's just like, I don't want to like try climb for a while. I need to like take a break. And I was like, I get it. Yeah. So we, we've just been like sport climbing once a week. And it's been super beautiful to like watch her like crush again and like push her mind through that trauma again. But it's taken over a year to like get to this point where she's like, okay, to start like pushing through it, mm-hmm. which is like super fun to watch too. Mm-hmm. It's super fun to like see that, like, like overpowering the bad situation. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. This is related, but it's a small pivot. Do you feel fear <laughs> in climbing? Like heads, like kind of headspace type thing. I don't. And I don't really know Have why. you ever? No. <laughs> um, well, it's really weird. I'll get scared in the most random time. Where I shouldn't be. Yeah. It's it's usually on a sport route. It's usually just above the bolt. I can be like eighty feet running on a tread route and just be like confident and fine. I don't know what I don't know what it is, but like it's super rare that it gets in my head. When it does, it gets really in my head. Okay. It's like super random. Mm-hmm. Like I remember this one this one time in Arizona, there was like this crack where you like traverse in like tr- like below the wall on this like small like ledge that's like over like another cliff. Mm. So we like traversed in. And we clipped in, I was doing this route, but it's like really steep. So like at like the second bolt, you're like over that edge and you have like uh, 200 feet, um, 200 uh, feet of exposure just like immediately. But that, that it just doesn't really bother me. And I'm already like, you know, like two bolts in or whatever. And I'm just like clipping bolts. And then I just like panicked at like bolt four or something. I was just like, I need down right now. And he was like, but you're like, fine, you're cruising it. You're on the bolt the ground. I'm like, yep, I'm, I'm done. Lower me. I am freaking terrified. I don't know why. But I just like completely just just like lost it i've only had it happen a handful of times mm. but when it's happened it's been like a crash like well never mind guess i'm done all or nothing all of, or nothing yeah, yeah. Either i'm like i don't know it just doesn't it's like it hits me mm. a weird time 
times. It doesn't hit me like where, like like when like when you would think it it should. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like I can do like crazy right now stuff and just be like so comfortable and confident, and then like you know be up you know two feet above a bowl and just like panic out of nowhere. But then like the next day, I'll be on some other like hard sport route or whatever, and just be like whipping all over it and have zero issues. Like just I don't I don't get it. The, the brain's weird. Yeah, the brain is weird. Okay, so earlier when I asked what's next, you told me, you said something kind of like you want to keep expanding your impact in the community. Any ideas of like what that looks like? I'm doing a lot of talks coming up on like grief and trauma in the outdoors and like, and like overcoming it, like we were talking about. So that's like so, something I've been putting a lot, a lot like energy into and wanting, because like it's such an unspoken part of our sport where it's like, it happens to a lot of us. Like, there's a lot of trauma in this sport. Mm-hmm. And then there's not really anyone that, like, that, like, helps deal with it. So I'm kind of, like, trying to step in that spot right now and just offer that. If there's a guy named Marcus that also gives talks on it, he does a great job. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Like, there's just not many people that, like, like speak on the subject. And yeah, I think it's a missing part of our community is speaking on, like, what happens after you've dealt with, like, severe loss in this community. Like, what do you do? what do you do now like yeah. I know that like I don't know I used that I, I used that 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 a 10,000 pitch as a way to mourn my friends mm-hmm. like I've lost like god I mean like uh, uh 20 friends and uh, climbing in the outdoors and mm-hmm. um, over the last you know a couple decades and for that, that uh, 10,000 pitch I like wrote a letter to every single one of them and I put it in my jacket pocket and like on like this like lay ledge that I used to um, sleep on all the time. I like laid there and I just like t- took them all out and like spoke to them like they were there with me and like thanked them for what they taught me and, and just warned them mm-hmm. and like had had one more experience of climbing with my good friends to have all these friends I've lost for the last two decades, but j- just being like they're they're like they're here with me still and they're they're with me in my knowledge and they're with me in this experience. Like I would not have, I would not be at ten thousand if they weren't here with me. Like all these different partners I've climbed with over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely my a really good way for me to like overcome some of that sadness and sorrow personally. Yeah, I totally agree that like doesn't seem seems like this really big unspoken thing. Even you know, even the club has the grief fund, and mm-hmm. we kind of barely talk about it. I had this experience like I lost a friend of mine, a college friend of mine, last year. And I had this experience of it, talking to this new friend. I think it was like the second time we climbed together. And on the hike in, 12-mile hike in, I mentioned this kind of out of the blue and I never talk about losing him. And she had lost like somebody really, really close to her also last year. Yeah. And so it was just like this intense immediate bond of like, what if I hadn't said anything, yeah. right? Like that, it, I think it was really cathartic for both of us to just be like, yeah, and it was super shitty. <laughs> Yeah, and, and like but, that's the but, way it was shitty. And, but it's okay to have that conversation. Like it's it's healthy to have that conversation. I lost an old lay partner and a good friend to a car accident two weeks ago. Like mm-hmm. it was just out of nowhere, and I was just like, "Well, shit, mm-hmm. that sucks." Mm-hmm. Like being able to like have that experience on the wall last week of just being like, "Yeah, it sucks, but it's okay that it sucks. It sucks to lose people," and. It's okay to mourn them. It's okay to be sad about it. It's okay to like to, to like share that we're sad about it because it's a normal thing. Mm. And like, if you're not sad, I kind of feel bad for you because like, what is messed up in your head that like you, that, you know that doesn't like allow you to feel that grief? But even like you know, one one of the guys that did my ten thousand pitch with me had just lost a friend the week before to to a, a repelling accident. I believe it was. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but just recently, so I wrote a letter to her as well, even though I didn't know her. And I, I like, you know, gave it to him or, or, or like, I told him about it or whatever. Cause it was just like, I want this experience to have all of our friends in it. And even the ones that can't be here, like, they can still be here with us. And like, I don't know. I just think the grief side of our sport, which is, it's there. Like, it, this is a dangerous activity. And we're gonna lose our, we like we are gonna lose friends. Like I you know, I was told that when I first started climbing, like you will lose friends to the sport. I'm like, okay. I, I I knew that going in. But then being able to like find ways to work through that grief and just bring up to people like the fact that like you will lose people. It's gonna suck. But don't just like 
bury it and don't don't no, don't not work through it. Don't not have these conversations because because they're hard. Because yeah, because the, because they are hard. Yeah, it's hard to you know talk about losing a friend or losing a stranger. I mean, I mean, you know, the worst one ever for me was actually a stranger, someone I didn't know. But having to sit there and watch them, you know, take their last breath is hard. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, okay, like I can either just bury that down and not and not think about it for the next ten years. And then it just crushed me mm-hmm. or just work through it and have these conversations up front and just be very honest about where I'm at mm-hmm. and just say, you know, this sucks and it sucks really bad mm-hmm. and it's normal for it to suck. Yeah. But like, just to see, like when you, when you're open to how you're feeling, you'd be surprised with how many people will come together for you. Mm-hmm. Cause I know that like for me, it wasn't even so much. I would, I would just specifically tell people what I needed was like, I need a friend to just come and hug on me. Cause I need to like feel some support right now. I need to like actually feel it mm-hmm. and having friends just show up or being like, I need, you know, I'm going to therapy tomorrow, but I cannot drive myself. Cause I am just an absolute wreck and having friends come and pick me up and, and, and I'm driving to therapy. Just being very like vocal about what you need and just saying like, I am hurting. This is how I'm hurting please help me right now. And like, just having friends just definitely be like, yeah, of course. Yeah. It was like such a beautiful part of this community. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing we have. Maybe the climbing is part of the trauma, but the solution is also there too. And that's the community. Yeah, the community is so great. I'm just having so many people like come together for me after, you know, after last year. And like for the whole time, you know, that, that was out after surgery, like I would just like hear my doorbell ring and walk up to the door and someone would, would have like door dashed me ice cream and just being like sweet and just like having no, but having like no idea who it came from uh-huh. and just like you know on like they'd, they'd have like on the receipt or, or just say like from the community or from from a friend mm-hmm. and just getting like knowing i was like cared about and thought about during that time was it pushed me through where i was just absolutely falling apart mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very, it's a very interesting experience to, to go through something like that. But I, I think more people go through that than care to admit. Mm-hmm. And I think if we were more open about it, we, we could be a really good resource for the community mm-hmm. for when that kind of stuff happens. Like, once again, like back, you know, back to that one last week in Golden, and just having those those individuals just, just, just reach out and say, I am already in pain. And I don't know how to, like, you know, how to, like, go through what I just like saw so viscerally like how do we move forward and be able to like talk about the grief fund and be able to talk about therapy and like what 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 has worked for me over these last uh, 14 months or whatever mm-hmm. and it's such like it's such a gift I wish I didn't have but it's such a gift to be able to help other people grow through those experiences as well yeah because like I came out so much stronger than I went into it like mentally stronger I came out like healthier mentally than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took a long time to figure out how to get there. Yeah. yeah it's been a pretty unique experience actually. And a pretty like shitty experience, but also very heartwarming. Mm-hmm. And just to see like, you'll never realize how much you're loved until, until you just go through something that's really messed up. Yeah. It's like, okay, like I am deeply cared about here in this these are my people. These are mm-hmm. my community. These are people I love and that love me back. And I had people that I've never, I've never known that were emailing me and Instagram messaging me and Facebook messaging me and just like sending their love and sending their like support mm-hmm. through the process of it. And even the, even the uh, mountain project forums stayed like relatively clean, <laughs> like, which is a rare day. You know? <laughs> I stay out of the forums, man. It's a mess. That, that is like the dark side of the climbing community. The non-project forums. Ever since Super Topo went away, that, that's where everyone collects to just talk shit. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. But yeah, even though it stayed pretty clean. And... When are you going to go climbing next? Well, I went in, I went to Eldo yesterday. I'm leaving town this afternoon mm-hmm. for Shelf Road. So, and I probably won't be able to actually climb there unless I can climb during one of the clinics oh yeah yeah on saturday Maybe. so like there's a low chance i'm climbing at shelf road but then i'm going to idaho and i'll be there 
call like Monday to Friday next week, essentially. And hopefully we'll be able to get out to the uh, city of rocks at least once. Like, cause like I haven't been there in so long, it's been 18 years. Yeah. So like to be able to go back to like where I learned how to climb and like, it, it, it'd be really, I'm not going for like fun reasons to Idaho. So to be able to go and like experience a happy spot among the crap, mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited for. Mm-hmm. So once again, though, just having that community like, support me. Like, I, I, I just reached out to like climbing friends. I was like, Hey, I have to go and like deal with some pretty crappy stuff in Idaho. Who's willing to go with me and having a climber just put their hand and be like, yeah, I'll come with you and hang out. Like, like yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. So, so just ha- having this like friend that's just driving with me to Idaho completely randomly that barely knows me <laughs> to like go through all this like trauma with me. Yeah. Like it's super random, but it's like this community is awesome. But um, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Man, trauma. Mm, trauma. Ain't that a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that a bitch. Okay, well, congrats on 10,000 pitches in Eldo. That is amazing. I appreciate it. That was a good chat with you, buddy. Yeah. It was fun just hanging out and bullshitting. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just bullshitting with a friend. Today's show was hosted by me, Hannah Provo, and produced by Sierra McGivney and Shane Johnson. If you are experiencing grief or trauma from losing a climbing partner or from experiencing a climbing accident, or simply are looking to find a therapist that understands climbing and its challenges and benefits to mental health, Check out our resources for the Climbing Grief Fund at AmericanAlpineClub.org slash grief fund.